presented by Cedar Sinai. Shifty work into the box. And the cross, it's in! Oh, it's LaRue! It's a dream return! Welcome to Casual FC, an Angel City preview pod. I'm your host, Mario Salazar, with my ever-networking, getting-herself-right <laughs> co-host, Angela Morales, making the things work. I do what I can. Yeah. <laughs> Today, we're going to talk to and get to know one of our supporters groups who make up the heart and soul of La Fortaleza in the north end of the stadium. Our special guests are Shayla and Chris from the supporters group, AC Pandemonium. Woo! Hi, guys. (laughs) Thanks for having us, guys. Yeah, thanks for coming by. So first thing in our script right here, introduce yourselves. (laughs) Hi, everybody. I'm Chris Rosari, president of AC Pandemonium. I'm also a doctor of physical therapy. I practice all over Southern California, and it is like an absolute pleasure to be a part of this ACFC community. I can't talk Highly enough. I love talking about this community. I love <laughs> being a part of it and creating beautiful, magical things in this soccer universe. Yeah, that's great. And Shayla? Hi, my name is Shayla Pham. I am the secretary of AC Panamillion. My resume is a lot less impressive than Chris's. <laughs> I'm, right now, I'm a student. This is, I say, this is like my frat. Like, this is my sorority. So yes. it does bring me, like, a lot of pride to be like, yes, pandemonium. Like, those are my people. So that's what I would equate it to if you want to put it into, like, fun words that aren't just, wow, this is my community. Yeah. But mm-hmm. other than that, I've been with pandemonium since almost the inception. I came a little bit late. But I've been literally in pandemonium since I was 17 years old. <laughs> I mean, that if that doesn't make you feel bad, I'm only turning 21 this year. <laughs> that still makes me feel bad. Yeah. There's like a whole almost adult in between you and me. Yeah. It's crazy. There's yeah, another it's, Shayla. Yeah, there's like... <laughs> yeah, there's, it's like you could fit like one of my lifetimes. <laughs> yeah, like our age gap is a whole almost one of your lifetimes. That's bonkers. Yeah. That, I feel so old. No, like <laughs> I... I love being in a supporters group in this in this space with Shayla. Yeah, she's like half my age, but it's so brilliant like being here just because or being a, like a part of it just because mm-hmm. you get to meet people like Shayla. You get to connect with people like Shayla. She's literally growing up in this space and it's beautiful to see. Like it's awesome to be her friend and her I graduated family high school member. <laughs> yeah, wow. you did. We graduated wow. we we oh celebrated oh, Yeah, man. we celebrated your graduation of high school. I'm going to graduate from college in Pandemonium. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's literally. If you go yours. to grad school, you're going to go to grad school in Pandemonium. <laughs> like this is, you don't need to rush it. Like you said, like, like this is fraternity. If this whole this Angel City thing works out yeah. for a while, like <laughs> it will be like, there's something like Kobe said once that his career with the Lakers mm-hmm. was twice his lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say now it's sad, but at the time it was not sad. But I think of it like that. It's going to. I think pandemonium and the like club at large is going to be a part of me for a really long time. And that's the generationalness that you are missing with women's soccer specifically is don't really have that generational passing down of the porch. 
Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. We, there's like a skipped generation or in between. Yeah. That's the great thing we've been finding as we've been having these conversations with all the groups is how much more this is to the people in these groups, how much more this means to mm -hmm. the members of, yeah, this is not just a supporters group. It's a, it's your people. It's your vibe. It's everything. It's now pretty much your best friends, right? <laughs> your like, yeah, it's your friends, your family. Like yeah. three years ago, I didn't know Mario. And now he's a <laughs> pinned text message in like on my iPhone. Oh, yeah. Like, he's, he grew he very quickly <laughs> shot to the top. Like it, it went from us being like, oh, yeah, like we should do this. That would be fun to texting each other all day, every Daily. day. Yeah, just random ideas, random other silly things. And I, I mean, made the iPhone top eight. <laughs> yeah exactly my top nine because i can't pin anymore <laughs> yeah that really shows but, yeah like who you yeah and so many of the i mean in all the conversations we've had with supporter groups people outside of groups like everyone is finding their little faction and this is why we wanted to really spotlight every supporter group because we want people to find their people yeah. you know it's like as vast and informative as the internet can be, it's also sometimes hard to find the things you need to find. So if we can shine a spotlight where we can, obviously we're going to do it. Yeah. You heard of that quote, your vibe attracts your tribe. And mm -hmm. absolutely like, at least like with this particular like group, like that's what kind of makes us like who we are. It's like all of us vibe together. We have like very, similar personalities or interests and that's like how we got it together but also we kind of shared that same sort of history of finding friendship finding community in like a pandemic like we didn't have yeah. like much places to go and it was like so hard obviously for a lot of us to navigate that and you mean like, you've never lived through a global pandemic before right? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> like how do we do this and like we did our absolute best and like we found each other in this like this little discord space but, yeah and so like just an online chat community so it was a definitely I, mean, I for one have yeah. never heard of that quote until just now but like Where just attesting to it no, like, I've never no heard live, laugh, love, and like, one of those. Okay, <laughs> I have never heard of that specifically. Live, laugh, that love, target? and like all of those. <laughs> The Ray just Dunn collection. They're yeah, there. Like I just need to go Marshalls. Actually, no, TJ Maxx. Yeah. Marshalls has strayed away from the Ray Dunn collection, unfortunately. They've been like <laughs> sending all of that to Home Goods and TJ Maxx. <laughs> like just attesting to what Chris said, I think especially during the pandemic, all we had was community, right? And mm -hmm. at first that kind of starts with like your tangible community, like the people you're around, and especially because you couldn't go anywhere, right? So all you really had were the people around you and the people that could support you. So, and especially forming pandemonium during the pandemic, I think it was super important that we needed to support each other in ways that were not just finding friends, being like another yeah. like out of life distraction, almost like another like alleyway to go down and just have like your like little like corner of your life. But it grew into this massive, almost encompassing community, right? Because at the end, they, what was most important was that we needed to support each other. And especially in the tough times, it was important that we all checked up on each other. And yeah. being virtual at that, you don't have the kind of like interconnectedness you do now where you can go see someone at their house. Before you mm -hmm. couldn't see someone at their house without giving them 
a six days notice. <laughs> so having well, I, all I of that, I don't mind and, like the, six the Discord. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> yeah, I don't I mind like, like six say. month notice that yeah. <laughs> that came out of the pandemic. Were like, give me six feet and six days. Just let me stay an arm's distance away, <laughs> and I'll let you know if you can come closer. exactly but i think like mostly having that sense of community and looking out for each other kind of became less of a necessary but also became almost like a group wide ethos almost to Mm -hmm. look out for each other in the spaces where people may not be able to look out for themselves and supporting each other in ways that people that you see literally every single day 24 hours a day couldn't help you right yeah yeah it's like a different level of friendship and i think that Honestly, you, Shayla, you really encapsulated it in the sense that it's it's like a Greek organization. It's a sorority, a fraternity. It's a club because it's not like in the truest sense of the form. Thank you for saying club and not cult because that we've been trying to tell people. (laughs) If you want it to be, I guess that's fine. Yeah, culture. Culture. Yeah. That's a good one. But it's a it's not just like friends where you're like, oh, yeah, these are the people I hang out with at the game. It's these are the people I hang out with at the game and grab lunch with on the weekends. And I help I'm at their family's birthday parties and weddings and like it starts to grow and become more intricate. And I think that's where it surpasses just like a community group. It's not just a group of people. It's a group of people who have become so closely tied. Chosen family. Oh, for sure. For sure. Exactly. So So how did you guys come to the sport? Each one of you, did you play when you were younger? Are you a recent inductee? Did you, because we've talked about this before, where Angela, like, really got into it around 2015, like the World Cup. I started off playing soccer as, like, any good Latino boy. But, yeah, how did you guys come to it? Yeah. So for me, I'm Filipino American. And so a lot of the sports that like a lot of my cousins would play, the ones that like I really looked up to uh, would be like basketball and like volleyball and like actually like my introduction to sports with the use of or like kicking a ball with your feet is like a traditional one in like Southeast Asia. It's called sepak takraw. And so it's like volleyball soccer. If you can combine those sports, yeah, it's like Shaolin soccer if you put that together. (laughs) But it's pretty much like kicking the ball. Obviously, you can't touch it with your hands, kicking the ball over like Mm -hmm. a net back and forth. And so that was my introduction to at least like what I've seen because like my cousins would play or if you go to a family party, like that's what I would play. I do not possess. (laughs) (laughs) I have hand-eye coordination. I don't have foot hand right yeah exactly (laughs) so like it that was what i was introduced to and then like more of a larger like group play that you would see that like at school and then so like i was introduced to that to actual soccer like in school (laughs) in in those spaces and then i ended up playing because like my mom and my dad they put my brother and i into so many different sports i played everything like from from tennis to basketball is something that we did we did dance so it was more polynesian dancing and so like that kind of stuck with us and then soccer i played in high school so just for two seasons but that was that was my extent of playing it i wasn't good or bad it was just i I never like really pursued it but like Mm -hmm. i do enjoy sports just because of my exposure to it yeah yeah and that and then that just kept going with you or did it because for me at least it fell (laughs) off Like I played up until high school and then 
soccer, like even following soccer and things like that fell off for me. So did it fall off for you too? And then you just came back to it? I've always been like a fan of watching the sport, right? Like I, I've met so many people with just like watching like basketball, going to live games. That was a lot of fun. And also my family owned a bar when I was like around like 21 to like about 27. And like we would show sports and like I would be the only one like really advocating, hey, can we watch women's <laughs> basketball? Can we watch, hey, it's like the World Cup and can we watch it? And so I remember putting that on for 2015 and like there was like a nice little community that like I had created over there just by working the bar, but also they would come and visit and they would just ask me questions about the sport. So I would always just be like watching, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't play. So I, I fell off as well as far as like playing it myself. Of course, in like college, we would play like intramural. I would do some like pickup games here and there, but that's as far as like playing it would go. But yeah, it's always just been around it. No, that's awesome. And how about you, Shayla? For me, I didn't really play soccer very much growing up. I played here and there at recess, but it was always something, especially in Southeast Asia, soccer is like a very up and coming sport. And because of mm -hmm. how a lot of the European teams are approaching globalization. And at the time, that was a big thing to get, get into the Asian market, right? Growing up, I watched a lot of soccer because that's what that's what they would push in Asian media as the sport to watch. My dad always watched soccer. My uncle watched soccer, not necessarily stateside, but they caught on to international soccer a lot. Mm -hmm. And besides that, they watch basketball. That's like the Southeast Asian thing to do. I also played basketball. I probably played baseball the most out of <laughs> all of those, but I love um, that. <laughs> but yeah. I've always been a fan, like my earliest, like some of my earliest soccer memories are of like very specifically being at the babysitters. I don't even know how old I was, <laughs> but I remember the 2010 World Cup being on the TV. So that's my earliest soccer memory, right? As soon as you can have a coherent memory, it's not like a memory of a memory, but something mm -hmm. that you actually like proceed yourself and set that someone didn't tell you that happened when you were younger. Yeah. That's like literally one of my earliest memories. I'm pretty sure, I don't really remember who played it, but I'm pretty sure it was Chile was playing in that game. I honestly don't know. I could probably look it up and make lie, but, <laughs> and that might be a task for me to do later. But my, I've always been a fan. I started watching women's soccer probably around 2012 because of the Olympics. That's, mm -hmm. that was what, what was what cool at the time to be like, nine <laughs> or 12 or something i don't know must wa have watched the olympics in 2012 mm -hmm. i don't know why but that was what was cool so that's how i got into women's soccer sp specifically but growing up i've always been a fan of like every single sport i played until high school but i stopped playing very competitively probably before high school like i knew i was never going to be that good to have like pursued anything <laughs> higher than high school sports. So that was just like the reality of that. But I did take like a really big jump away from following women's soccer, like very diligently because ever since, let's say 2016 and onward, I followed the NSL pretty closely because at the time you could still watch the games without subscriptions because you can watch them go 90 or YouTube, YouTube or whatever. So yeah. it, it was accessible mm -hmm. at the time. Terrible quality, 
but it was accessible nevertheless. Yeah. The terrible quality and then I character, took... <laughs> very really truly. Right. It, it built patience it, it's like... and the ability to persevere through insane levels of buffering and pixelation. Yeah, <laughs> those streams were bad. <laughs> I remember there was a, like a Western New York Flash game and it was like like Pizza Night or something. Mm-hmm. And they were like playing on the baseball field. And I don't even know like why I remember that specific instance. But I remember it, the dispersal draft for the Boston Breakers for Vizlanet. Like one of those things where yeah, it happened and people will talk about it like they were there. I'm like, but were you actually there? <laughs> and how like terrible it was like trying yeah. and keep up with these things. And it's like one soccer time was just like falling down on like a very bad slope of like, will anyone ever put money into this? Because yeah. no one was really sure because it wasn't really catching on until 2019, right? Mm-hmm. Where And then we started getting like the half decent media deals, right? You got the media deals, but they didn't put the production yeah. into it at all. I'm like, why are these scorebooks so ugly? <laughs> oh my God. Like, and the names are always like wrong. So they like starting 11 lineup never looks the same across two teams. Like some teams have a sponsor on their starting 11 lineup, like the one they show on TV and others don't. I'm like, yeah, it was a time. Can we get some consistency in there? <laughs> it was, but terrible time now that i think about it compared to what we have now yeah you gotta put a whole lot of more money into it to even assess it now but it was overall just terrible quality <laughs> back then i'm like oh my sometimes i think about it i'm like why did i jump through such great lengths to do to watch women's soccer and maybe it was because for me i was like i want to be part of something to, to say i was there from mm-hmm. built from the ground up i suffered <laughs> it was, it was so bad and i will talk about it it happened to me mm-hmm. Right. But in reality, I just sat at home and watched <laughs> these games with my friends. But I, as the pandemic started and then there were like no more sports, no more anything for anyone. I was like, OK, watching sports is now depressing to me because they said literally it was like the middle of track scene. Like, no, everyone go home. So I literally stopped watching the end of cell in the year of 2020. And then I came back to it at like the end of the year going to 2021. And then I remember being like, why does everyone play on a different team now? <laughs> and it was all like, it, it was like a tornado mm-hmm. ran through the league for me. Cause I like came back and I was like, why do all of these players play on different teams for one, for two? What happened to the Utah Royals? Why are they dying now? And I was like, I remember just being like confused, but what kind of got me back into it really was getting, having the opportunity to like be more engaged in a team in Los mm-hmm. Angeles, right? Because it was announced in July. I think it was my birthday. I don't actually remember. And then, okay, there's a team coming. What am I going to do? I'm 16 years old. Right. I'm not going to start a supporters group. (laughs) Until I turn 17. (laughs) I think that's my story up until like the present day. As far as how much I've been following for. I used to follow every sport. And now I'm like, oh my God, this is too much soccer. There's too much soccer all the time. So I've narrowed it down to whatever sport is in season is the sport I will like hyper focus on. And now that is 24 (laughs) seven soccer. Because soccer is in season all year long. Yeah, the season. All the time. The only season is soccer season. (laughs) I can't even be like NFL is over. It's baseball season. (laughs) You're like WSL is on. Like (laughs) WSL is always on. (laughs) During my sleeping time, oh, yeah, man, it's like it's like school time right now. I'm, I'm not watching these games at five a.m. anymore. <laughs> Only for the World Cup. Only for the World Cup. Yeah, World Cup and the Olympics. Only on the weekends. 
It's, if I open my eyes, I will attempt to make the effort to turn it on. If I stay awake, that's another task in itself. And if I wake up before the game ends, then it's like an accomplishment <laughs> that I stayed up that long. Or maybe I just took a really long blink. Because sometimes I blink and then I wake up and I'm like, why is it the 60th minute already? Yeah, I've done that. Yeah, it's but, really confusing when you're like, wait, I fell asleep for 10 minutes and it's an hour plus later. It was the 60th minute when I remember <laughs> last consciously watching. Not the 78th. Why are we losing one? <laughs> Oh, this one? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, okay. So when it comes to pandemonium, you guys talked a little bit about how you guys formed and like how did you get involved? What pulled you in to the group? I can speak to like how it started and like how we came to it. So if you guys know, like they're in 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 the women's soccer spaces and even at LAFC, Lindsay had this like iconic Lindsay Rojas, she had this iconic banner that said bring nwsl to la and i would see them i think they she and her husband had brought that that sign to like paris and so it was seen like a few times and she would bring it to a couple of games and i'm an lafc fan as well and so i've been at that in the bank since 2018 like when i got like season tickets and i would see that i was like yes i'm all for it i'm down for (laughs) it let's do this and i would like i would amplify it on my my little social media and I would tell it to my friends and they're like, what is NWSL? And like I said, okay, let me okay. tell you, let me show you, let me pull up Yahoo Sports for you right now and, then, <laughs> and have you wait for a little bit because they're always like having technical difficulties, but it's okay. And like I would introduce people that way just because like they knew I was like a big soccer head or at least my friends that way. And so I was like, okay, if they're starting something, like I, I wasn't really big into joining supporter groups. I, I know what they are, the ultras. Like I'm not really <laughs> like one of those people that are like really down to break too many rules. So I was like, I let me just support in like some way because that's used to, right? Ultras are usually like wild hooliganism and that sort of culture. I'm like, that's not exactly who I am. I'm down for it, but I wouldn't be one of those folks. I'm not used to that. So I don't want to be a part of a supporter group necessarily, but I do want to support somehow and I'm all in. I, I saw on July 21st 2020 when like the huge the huge launch for Angel City or at least a team in LA was made I was like I'm in and I was like where is that flag girl or like that where's that banner girl and like where is she at and then I'm, I gotta join and then so I know that they ended up creating a group and I was a part of it however I just it just didn't quite like match with my schedule or didn't quite like vibe with me but like, I, I love the people that I was meeting in there, but I had to separate myself from it just because it wasn't vibing for me. And that's okay. I want to let people know, yeah, we try these things. And that's why it's, uh, our particular community is so beautiful because we have so many different groups and you can link up with who you think like matches your values and like yeah, your vibes. Earlier, vi- your <laughs> yeah, vibe your vibe attracts your tribe. Your tribe. You yeah. Go. And so, yeah, the, like the folks that I met there, I haven't like lost any contact with them and it was this was during a pandemic so it's not like we can like really meet and hug and get to know each other have a coffee with each other it wasn't quite safe but like we created or like one of my friends lauren she created like a discord and that's the discord that i we had meant i had mentioned earlier for a place that we can still have these watch parties that we would have still ha- play games mm-hmm. it's like a, what a, a less formal kind of discord where there are 
opportunities to create spaces to to have a little bit of fun and have a little bit of joy there, not just like reactions and emojis, but like actually create projects together in a collaborative mm-hmm. space. And so that was where we would meet. And like the people that I've met in that community, I speak to like literally every day. And so it became just like a natural transition to create like a group of our own. And like we started off really small and which was lovely because like we all knew each other and like (laughs) (laughs) we saw each other at three o'clock in the morning when we would all watch WSL games together. And it just became just like a natural transition. And so myself and two other friends were like, hey, why don't we start our own group? Let's see where this goes. Let's go talk to like our friends in the front office right, and see, hey, is this even possible for us to start a group? Because I know that there were already other groups forming. We don't know what they had to do in order to come to be. And so like we were told like, hey, like these are some of the some of the things that we expect from official supporter groups. Can you meet that criteria? We were able to meet that at least like with membership within three days. So, yeah, we were able to. You were like, like, boom, we got this. Yeah, we're like, we got this. We could start it. (laughs) Like, we we have that in the community. And these are the people, like, the people that just decided to join us. Like, we didn't, we we didn't force them to do anything. We're like, hey, we're joining this. So if you want to join, think about it. And they're like, yeah, I'm not, I don't want to leave you guys. Like, I still want to (laughs) watch, I still want to watch sports. I still want to talk shit and drink beer eventually like with you and like when we're at when we're at the bank or formerly known as the bank but at BMO eventually yeah I'm not leaving you you know what I mean we became Mm -hmm. that close and so like how we operate we try to be as like horizontally organized as possible and possible like when the group kind of grows and expands past 200 people but like all of like all of what we do is just with the aim of creating the ideal supporter experience remember I told you like I didn't want to join a supporter group like I don't I'm yeah I don't want to I don't want to cause any <laughs> trouble I just want to enjoy the game I just want to have fun with my friend and it was we always have like I, the idea like what we want to see like what our imagination that is what we want to see we want to reimagine like what like supporter culture is and create beautiful things and we have the opportunity with this club and so that's what I think pandemonium is we were birthed out of chaos and I guess that became like our slogan <laughs> and it's not just like how chaotically organized we are. No, we're actually quite organized, but it's the kind of the wild ideas that, mm-hmm. that we have. And it's also the energy that we bring into every space, virtual or in person. <laughs> and we just grew from there. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. It's an awesome, it's an awesome idea of, Exactly. Finding the people that you're going to vibe with. And that's the whole point. That's the whole point of us going to these games, right? Like you you go to these games with family, with friends, with people you want to hang out with, people you want to enjoy the experience with, making memories. And and some people you're going to vibe with, some people you won't. And that's all Mm -hmm. cool. That's life. That's just how things go. So as long as you find the people that you like, you're all good. You're all set. You're all good. (laughs) yeah and we've been having a pretty pretty good time so far and it's wonderful to see it grow that's fantastic so you gave us like the background and all of that for pandemonium what's your elevator pitch for somebody's okay like who are you guys what do you stand for that kind of thing if there's just a complete stranger walking up to you give me going to each 
like supporter group, like a career fair or something where you're going <laughs> to all these different tables. What would you tell someone? What, why, what would bring them in? I mean, well, I would tell you, like, if you put me in an elevator with you for five floors, I would tell you that <laughs> our purpose is to support Angel City and one another at times, especially in and out their stands. Our, our name in itself, Panamonium, does represent our energy, our attitude, and really our spirit. And like Crystal said, we try to really carry that into all spaces in person and virtual. And especially through collaborative efforts, like Chris mentioned, we it, we try to keep everything as horizontal as possible. So um, we are always like continuously seeking and trying to implement creatives and really just really finding transformative ways to kind of up the ante for supporter culture, not just in women's football, but as a culture in itself. But as far as some of our other ventures as Panamonium, we do try, we actively engage in the support for women and non-binary athletes, um, especially in sports throughout our Los Angeles community and not, and even extending further out that we're always advocating and trying to elevate the voices of women, non-binary, trans, and real gender, gender expansive individuals in, and especially through sport because soccer is going to be our vehicle and how we try to drive and motivate change but more importantly i think pandemonium we are kind of our biggest not talking point but our biggest value is to try and be an anti-racist organization that's really just grounded in intersectional principles and as i said before trying to foster a community is not only amazing in and out the stands and trying to transform our culture but trying to foster a culture of radical inclusion right and try and value that as a collective we are always going to be accomplices in trying to fight the systems of oppression that a lot of our members and a lot of women's sports fans are going to be a part of. That's that, solid. That like, was a solid yes. answer right there. <laughs> so it shows which one of us is still in college right now. That's like a very, that's a very great, succinct like answer. And I love it. It's I went to college online. My specialty yeah, is... And Zoom interviews and like I t- I think that took communications online and then like I think about yeah, it she gave you her and I'm like this I'm like who let culture. me do that because one why would you have a communications <laughs> class online I mean I was a comm major and half my there classes were online in two thousands so <laughs> there's more ways to communicate right but it's like call one yes. like how to speak period. Fair. How to speak, Fair. let alone like speak in front of yeah. people, <laughs> and like this is how you write an essay, <laughs> not an essay, a speech, and then it's like you have a seven minutes, and then I would like speech, yeah go through my first draft, and it'd be like ten and a half minutes. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, I'm the constant. I woke up a half hour if you gave it to me. <laughs> Just keep going. <laughs> I can get something out in three sentences. My comm degree, it was like boom, let's go. <laughs> and that. now, like when I went to grad school, I'm like, how they're like. Oh, this page, this paper is 10,000 words minimum. And I'm like, that's so many words. I can get this out in three pages. Like, what? I don't know. That was an arbitrary number. And that is 20 ish pages. Yeah. But still, there's been times I'm like, I have to add in fluff because I learned how to write and speak so succinctly that it's like, what am I supposed to do? I, I love talking. I love being like, I'm like very social. Well, I can talk about anything. I would be so good at Jeopardy 
like I love learning everything <laughs> and it's like eventually after like all like the intro classes where it's like this is how you you need to put in as much information as possible into like every project and for me that's mm-hmm. not a problem and eventually I got to a point where it's like when did it teach and I would like listen to like other presentations that's how I'm like when did we get to the part where they like teach everyone how like shut up and just be like concise can we get there yet <laughs> yep I'm like, listen to someone talk about Bitcoin for seven minutes. And how do you get to the concise part of this deal? It's about, yeah. I feel like it's like finding your voice first and then yeah. getting I mean, to the point. That is the point of like maturity and growth. Fair, and like that is when you get your degree. Because I go to school in like an area with a lot of minorities. A lot of the people taking like communications one are not English first speakers so they're taking comms one and they're so nervous and i feel so bad because i'm like sitting doing it online nevertheless but like you gotta watch someone else's like seven minute speech i'm like man i think i would like kind of like start to lose my mind in person and have to like do (laughs) sit through 10 of these in one sitting imagine the professor oh yeah Yeah, that yeah, is a 40 person lab and you get weeks of the same speech and you're like, cool, do I have to come? Like, and I, 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 I feel bad because I know like my empathetic side is being like, this is their opportunity to like grow, right? And learn skills and learn how to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't want to say speak English, but like learn how to speak and not like not just like write because you can learn how to read and write, but speaking yeah. right. is like a whole nother Oh, yeah. And that's where they learn how to do that because there's a thing in Asia where it's like sometimes my dad will be like, come to Vietnam. They need, they'll pay you to teach English. I'm like, one, I'm not qualified to teach English. Two, I don't know how (laughs) I don't speak Vietnamese well. And he's like, no, 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 that's not what they do. You go there and you just speak to them in English. It's just English immersion. And I'm like, okay, that I could do. And I realized like a lot of these classes are just. English and learning how to speak colloquially around here, right? And even if it's yeah. like comments on like super structured, it's like, where else are you going to get to talk for seven minutes straight without someone being like, when are you going <laughs> to be quiet, right? Besides like, obviously a podcast. Prob- probably on a podcast. One on one. So Absolutely. both of you. It's podcast. The yeah, answer yeah. is a podcast. Oh, it's a podcast. <laughs> so both of you mentioned that you played soccer or sports in general things like that as when you were younger so our two next questions are about like favorite memories pre and post angel city right so pre angel city what's your favorite soccer memory whether it it can be a personal one it could be watching one shayla you already mentioned watching the world cup when you were like in 2010 and like i don't even know what happened i just but it's like it's like the invisible text messages on imessage like that's what the image like looked like to me (laughs) please you You have no idea what it is (laughs) but yeah what would you say your favorite memory is but pre angel city for like women's soccer or just just, yeah if it's women's soccer great or it could be soccer we started writing (laughs) it as women's soccer but then we're like Everybody's been giving us because women's soccer or a lot of people's introduction to women's soccer has more of a recent thing or they were the OGs and they were there. But like you guys were mentioning, it was hard to access it. So it's hard to have your favorite memory of it because the experience wasn't there. But you had the experience in stadium watching the national team come by or or just your uncle taking you to a game or whatever it was like. So at this point, we were just saying, yeah, just soccer in general 
what's your favorite memory or something that stands out in pre your Angel City? Yeah, yeah pre Angel City. I like one of my favorites is it's going to be linked to the U.S. Women's National Team. Like that, like watching that greatness, that excellence. Like that's how I fell in love with watching the sport. Like you can't help it. It's just a lot of the moments where it have been like really magical. And I just remember like in 2012, I think Shayla mentioned this earlier in, in one of her, one of her, one of the conversations like about just like memories about like women's soccer. But I remember watching in, in 2012, like with when, one of my college roommates I was just getting off of a shift. I was an EMT at the time. I was getting off of a shift. And then I was like, put the game on. And then it was a game. It was a game versus Canada. It was a final. And do you remember like Alex Morgan yes. has it in. Oh. Cheers in the face of Abby Wambach. I've never. And at that point, like I never watched anything so dramatic in sports <laughs> in my life. And it was like, it was definitely life changing. Fun fact. So I went to school here in like Southern California, or like high school, and Alex is around my age. And so she played for high school. She never played for club, but I played for a rival high school. And so like, can you imagine playing against Alex Morgan? <laughs> yeah, so like playing against her, like, oh, playing cool. against her. Obviously, cool. like they were just very good in Diamond Bar. That was like oh, a yeah. very good high school program. But yeah, like being one of the schools that has to play against them, it's, it's tough. And like I came from like a school, like you have 24, 24 girls on the team, excuse me, 24 students on the team. And so like I was in a school that just, opened up like we were the second graduating class so oh, they, wow. every, everybody that tried out me <laughs> yeah and so a lot of us like were like all, I was like put on defense I was just like, a lot taller and like I would just do a lot more lateral movement but can you believe oh, it so you got I against got to Alex get, like, Morgan Alex and then Morgan. defend Alex Morgan. Oh, I'm so sorry. Like, as much as like an honor as it is. Oh yeah, I played against Alex Morgan in high school. It's also yeah, I played against Alex Morgan in high school. No, exactly. But imagine seeing her like four years later. Just ripping to greatness. It hey, that yeah. is that brunette girl. <laughs> it's like completely demolishing like that us. Name that name is really familiar. But yeah, what an honor, by the way. But also, yeah, that particular game, like with like my best friends. Like, yeah, we were like roommates at the time. Like watching it together, I've like I've never felt that way before until then. So like yeah. I, I, at that moment, I was hooked. Like we were, we would watch. Well, like we would watch like women's soccer. We like we're big women's like basketball fans as well, and so like we yeah we would bond that way. But that was my favorite, and yeah, I still think about it like a lot. <laughs> and it's That's awesome fun. to see Abby at the game too because that was a like a clutch moment. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a fun one. Yeah, Shelly, do you have a different one, or are you gonna stick with the the TV at the babysitters? <laughs> I mean, like, that's a memory, like, I know happened, but I can't really say exactly mm. what happened. So it's like, it kind of ends there. I couldn't tell you exactly, yeah. like, what happened before <laughs> or after, what time it was, what day it was. I- I'm going to assume it was summertime. But I, my, I think my favorite memory for women's soccer specifically will probably be the 2015 World Cup final. Because I was, like, one, like, old enough to, like, digest, like, the weight of, like, what the World Cup means. Right. And especially like, yeah, because at that age, you're like really, very like impressionable. I, that was like my like peak, like patriotism. I was, I, I, I think I was like 12. Right. It's different when it comes right. to the, it's World different Cup when you're 12. the Olympics. Right. And I was like, oh my yeah. God. I remember watching the final <laughs> and just being like, 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 I get like really like fever pitchy, like at games now. And me back then, it's like I'm fever pitchy, but I'm like at home, right? 
and my parents are like at work and I'm watching I think it was on was it on Fox and I'm like like texting my friends on like kick or whatever because you couldn't have like a phone number at the time or like Skype chat with like email <laughs> And I remember, like, that I feel was, like, so the old only, I, Yeah. I feel like, Shayla, you have no idea. All three of us are, like, one foot in the grave right now. <laughs> oh, you don't know. You didn't, like, oh, no. Oh. Like, we are so old. To like, fair, Shayla makes us feel this way all the time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes she's I do, very sometimes I don't. I don't like to disclose that information. But I know. <laughs> I mean, guessing is when I think I kind of, like, happen at different stages of our life it's oh, like yeah for me it's like this is like 2001 lakers or whatever right for some people that's like oh my god that is like the <laughs> like they felt that like deep in their core for me i feel like the 2015 oh, soul. final like in my soul Chris as like a core like... memory like like for me this is like when people talk about like the 99ers and i'm like and i don't know it happened because when it happened before i was oh born my god this is on purpose now yes. yeah this yeah. Is, yeah this is continuing <laughs> yes um right and it's like those are like core memories right for some people and for me i'm like whatever it happened and then like what happened for the next 15 years don't really know i wasn't really there <laughs> I mean, 2012, but like, uh, I wasn't really there. So, but then like 2015, it's like, oh my God, I felt that like in my heart, like in my soul, like, oh my God, this is such like a life defining moment for me. And yes. I'm like, I, I, I understand why people like talk so like passionately about like their like late 90s, like basketball teams now. Like that for me is like that moment, like. Man, you, oh, it's like, <laughs> it's like modern day, like, it's, 08 Celtics, right? It's like, man, why are you holding on to that so tightly? And then, and oh, I, think oh, about it, I'm like, wow. I feel like this episode, the this editing episode on this like one is going to be wild. Any elder millennial right now, yes. like, <laughs> trigger warning, you're going to feel about 300. <laughs> so, but listen, going dynasty on. era, yes, basketball, and, exactly. in the early right? And, and for exactly. me, that's like, that's like the start of like, us 17 dynasty right and at oh, yeah. like my age Absolutely. i'm like oh my god right and then like you think about it and you're like well i really like lived through that like it wasn't just like a wikipedia page to me and like youtube highlights right like the dramatic music that starts at the beginning and at the end and then like kind of like badly <laughs> cut just to show the goals and like <laughs> nothing else but like being there and like watching it and like absorbing it and being like oh my god what have i seen and then like thinking back on it i'm like wait i really like sat there and i i just watched all of this happen and at the time i was like no yay but like and you don't really think about like the implications so you, of it you, until like so you way after it happens you didn't really live or you grew up in a time where women's teams never lost yeah, <laughs> yeah. so you just yeah. said and then this past world cup happens, and then i'm like and then you're like i'm like this is what I mean, it's not like I'm what? What does this mean? Because I've always worked for a long time. So I know, like, there are, like, ebbs and flows. Like, so many, like, ups and downs, especially when you, like, some of the teams I follow are not consistently good. So I know struggle bus. And I just take it as, like, you know, sometimes they will be. Yeah, I take it personal. And then I remember, you know, it's not a reflection of me and my poor choices. But (laughs) not only me in the trailer. Some I think of it broadly. I'm like, oh my god, so many other people also chose this suffering. 
Yeah, and that's what oh, that's yeah. the beauty of football is it's elation and suffering in a group. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Sport in general, the yeah. collect the communal suffering. Yeah. With, <laughs> with forming this SG and having a lot of the SGs the supporters groups get really cool access to the team because of how integral these groups are to the atmosphere to the support to the players themselves just hearing you guys game in and game out what has been your favorite memory since acfc has started like like has it been a cool event you guys got to go to just a game the a common one is always day one at bmo and the double goals and like all of that but yeah what is your favorite memory that you can pull out so far in the short angel city history Gosh, there's so much, Mario. I need like a top five. Yeah, it's like a rank dojo, whatever, countdown. (laughs) But like the voiceover completed. And then there's like an honorable mention. It's like the rest of the season. Yeah, (laughs) if we could rank it, I guess like in no like particular order. But I I would say, and I, it's funny because like, I listened to your podcast from like the very beginning. um, Yeah, I love it. You guys are fantastic. (laughs) And like I, I knew there were, there were there more are people. Spe- yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there are. Spe- like, you guys started I like around the time when just we wasn't like my friends when that we click come play. Yeah, like when you guys went ACFC, like when the club and the players like completely shifted. So I'm like, just saying that yes. we're not the cause, but I'm like it can it's be correlated. Hard. Exactly, it's hard, it's to, hard to separate. To say. It's hard to separate. <laughs> the anniversary is June eighth. June 17th is the coaching change. Exactly. I was going to say. I'm just saying. (laughs) And I would say there's moments in your life where do you remember where you were when such and such happened? I was on the 57 getting Korean barbecue like on the way to Chris's house. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember when there was a shift in the the universe? I was in the paradigm of ACFC. Yes. I remember there was was a traffic. Yes. (laughs) And it was like, I need to exit not on yeah. Diamond Bar Boulevard, but Tanner Ridge. Can I <laughs> just like jump for like for some of the new listeners, right? It's casual <laughs> FC. So for like casual fans that might not be familiar with this, right? And so I'm going to set the scene like we were losing. Like, a lot. Yeah, a lot. I'm I like, would say God, one, two, like, two, exactly. Two out of 11 like matches. It was like, a rough competitions. time. It was a rough time. So we were just like, defeated just game by game. <laughs> Game by game, they, and then game yes. by game became a whole month of, lo- of losing. And we're yes. like, what? Yes. <laughs> and so I want to set that scene. Bye. Like, we were like, we were mad. As supporters, we give everything. Every home right. game, and the, every watch and the, party, we travel. We give everything. Yep. <laughs> and we feel yeah. like we're on the pitch. Like, at least I do. We're I'm not getting paid myself. to do We're not it. getting yeah. paid. No, yeah. we are suffering we are, like, right there. Like, our and, bodies like, on affects, the line. It affects <laughs> it affects our self-esteem. I feel not like mine. It affects <laughs> very much. It affects <laughs> the <laughs> hatred and the depressingness. Yeah, I was rising above, trying to stay positive. I'm like, what are we gonna win again? <laughs> and it was hard, right? <laughs> trying to, especially like for me, being like a leader of my crew. Hey, how are we going to? How are we going to like really lift ourselves up? And you know what? We're like, you know what? Screw it. We're gonna. We're gonna be ourselves we're gonna do our the best that we can but we're gonna let them know that we are not happy like <laughs> we are, and like mario said we have access like to the team mm-hmm. like well, some of the perks or privileges or whatnot 
And we like, yeah, we get to talk to, we got to talk to Freya. We got to talk to Angela Hughley's. We got to talk to, sometimes Allie Riley would hop in, hop on the a meeting with like supporters and we weren't happy we're straight up like, like we are not happy <laughs> when are we gonna win and obviously like everybody was the community was upset that changed in june and we finally went to san diego and san diego is like when it all completely <gasps> changed yes. yes like i got good feels there we were burned yeah hell <laughs> but, but <laughs> Yeah, but that is like where it all changed. And that was like a top moment for me. That game was such like a moment, I think, for the entire, like the team, the fan base, the front office. It's like everybody just took this big collective deep breath of, okay, we hit reset. Like we can Mm -hmm. still do this. It was never a lack of, it wasn't for lack of wanting. It wasn't for lack of drive. The the right pieces weren't in the right places. Yeah. And pieces got moved around. Yes. (laughs) The right pieces were put where they needed to go. And then the season changed. (laughs) Yeah. It was like, like a magical, like light switch. And I would tell like the group like that. I don't think I've ever been that happy before. (laughs) I was watching at home and like, I'm there with my mom and the whole, I'm like live tweeting the game. And I think one of the tweets, I was like, why am I doing this? Like, I cannot. (laughs) I have live tweeted many events for many different sports and different things. And this one, I was like, what am I doing? (laughs) This is the worst mistake of my life. And the second, like, that MA goal happened, I think I shot through the roof, (laughs) came back down and was like, we're going to win. I felt like the little kid in... League of Their Own, where he's just like, we're gonna win, you're gonna lose, we're gonna win, and everybody starts freaking out. That was what that moment felt like of, oh, shoot, okay, 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 we're good, we're solid, we're fine. Like, any doubt I had previously, (laughs) just gone. Exactly. Like, we we could not have been, like, poised for such joy, or like that (laughs) feeling, because we were at the depth. Like, yeah, yeah, of the standings, and it's like it really did have to get worse before it got better. Yeah, (laughs) and it got somehow it got worse. And I do (laughs) believe that particular game was basically, I I, we never was week 11, we were always tied 22, it was always tied for last, yes, always, Um, but it was always tied, always tied for last. But then it was against, I think, San Diego was at number one right there, so we were like, yes, yes. (laughs) I like also, like, like. At, after dropped. we won, they dropped they to like drop. fourth place. Yeah, yeah, and we moved. Like, yeah, because the top six were contend. so close, bottom six were so close. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that is that par- the parody of this league is so good, bonkers. <laughs> it's been wild, and that's exactly what pandemonium's about. That is <laughs> what we're here for, and yeah, that was one of the happiest. Obviously, like October fifteenth, the league was also like a joyous time for our club. As supporters, we have a different perspective of it, at least like when we were in the stands. But those are like pretty major, like wonderful mm-hmm. memories yeah. that I have. That's fantastic. So where can people go to get more information? We've got your social handles, but like, where do you want to direct people who want to get more information about Pandemonium, want to get involved with you guys? Give us a deets. You can follow us on at AC Pandemonium on Twitter at whatever letter you want to call it or sound <laughs> of an animal you want to call it. You can also find us at AC Panamonium on Instagram or wherever you choose to enjoy your metaverse of apps by meta. 
<laughs> but other, but if you're interested in joining, you can again find us through any of the socials or find our membership sign up on acpanamonium.com. You click the little button that says, I think it says join us. Question <laughs> mark. It will just shoot you to the <laughs> to the bottom of the website because it's one dynamic page and you just click the 2024 membership form. But I also want to invite folks to our tailgates, like whenever we have them. We also have an organized watch parties like throughout the season. Just look out for our socials to promote that. We also have combined ones with our other SGs. And you can also find us at any of the ACFC sponsored ones, which are always a lot of fun. We love kind of building this community and getting people to join the supporter section where like all the ruckus is at. And, and speaking of the ruckus, we also have drum circles throughout throughout the season too, just to not only practice for drummers and the capos. So myself, I'm a drummer. Shayla is like the lead capo. And so we're always there trying to organize and trying to engage the community a little bit more and get them to know like what supporter culture, at least like how we're redefining it and what that's all about and so you can meet us there you don't necessarily have to join the group or anything like that but yeah, you can definitely I find us and it's always find fun us in to just kind of meet in person yeah find yeah. us in the stands literally just find yeah, us in the stands been, yeah we've been sharing <laughs> we've been sharing recently the the drum practices and stuff like that since they're open to all fans so, yeah and just to be like hey like you said you don't have to drum you don't have to be a part of that but if you just want to Learn the vibe and learn the chants the and things like that. Just yeah. the words. Just mm -hmm. go hang out, meet people. There's all the SGs have some drum or capo representation. So, like, they're all there. You can talk to anybody there or definitely tailgates. Just any home game, there's going to be a tailgate. So thank you both for coming on. It's been such a fun <laughs> recording. <laughs> yeah, as old and as we all feel, yeah. Shayla. <laughs> I like to humble it's my elder millennials. <laughs> Some may say it's a love language. We've been humbled enough. Yes. <laughs> uh, I need so to yeah, rise I above, think... okay? <laughs> I need to rise above. Isn't that about what Gen Zers are all about? Rising above <laughs> and humbling others? <laughs> That's one way to I'm put alerted. it. I'm alerted. I will put it like that. <laughs> like they mentioned, Change. make sure to follow Panda. <laughs> make sure to follow the pandas on I in Instagram, AC Pandemonium, or all their other socials out there. Check out AC ACPandemonium.com mm -hmm. yeah. for their info and their join link. But very much go check them out at the tailgates. Check everybody out at the tailgates. That's the whole point of this whole series is. It's like a You're... mini tailgate is like this little series we're doing. Yeah. Go just go hang out with everybody for half an hour to an hour, depending on how long we were talking. I love but... that. I wish we could have a toast or something. Yeah. <laughs> water bottles. Hey, water you the got? Cheers. Cheers. You guys, thank you again for being here and thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard and you want to hear more of this amazing creative chaos that is Casual FC, make sure you hit the subscribe button on Apple Podcast. Google Podcasts, Spotify, and a whole bunch more places. Like I've said before, Mario clicks all the buttons when we upload stuff, so I don't even know where this thing goes. It just <laughs> goes everywhere. Check out Casual FC for all of the different podcast links, our merch. If you have another women's soccer podcast you want to let us know about, you can do so on the website. Share it with your friends. Share it with family. Tell people about the podcast. We say it brings us good luck, and we give it to the team. We're, like, hoarding that wealth right now in order to 
present piggy banks of luck because I want a damn good season. And I know the other three of these people do too. Yeah. So you can find us on social media at casual FC pod on Instagram, Twitter threads, and TikTok. And we'll be sharing like we always have been any watch parties, any events we see. So you too, make sure you tag us and stuff too. And we'll just add that post all over the place. And if you feel so inclined and you enjoyed getting roasted as an elder millennial on this episode (laughs) as well, you can help support the podcast by buying us a coffee and contributing to our retirement (laughs) as we stumble into old age. Check out our links in our social bios or go to buymeacoffee.com slash casual FC pod. And we'll see you on the next one. And see you two at the home opener. Yeah. Yes. We will see you there. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Take care.